Limitless Wrestling fans, we are back in the back of a Cadillac. Another episode of the Living... No, that's the other podcast I do. Limitless Wrestling Podcast. Do you think I do enough of these, Randy? (laughs) Dude, hey, I don't know, man. You must be loopy because the fucking champ... Daniel Garcia. Okay, oh, we're doing this. We're doing this. We're doing this right now. Oh, we're We're doing doing this right now. All right, listen here, you sorry sack of... Okay, all right, all right, okay. Let's break it down. The the intro for this damn show just finished playing. I was going to give you your big re-entrance, and now I'm not even going to go there because you're, you're, you're picking at me personally, so here we go, okay? I found out that the Limitless Wrestling World Champion, Daniel Garcia, was going to be on the Tony Depp and Beer House show. He didn't have an opponent. I was told that specifically by one of the promoters. They said, why don't you go see if you'd be up to find someone to answer an open challenge from him? I said, that sounds like a great idea. I have a lot of respect for Daniel Garcia, but I don't love the fact that he's parading around all his gold here in Tampa when his gold is not permanent and, well, we know whose is. So, you know who it is. So, I called my shot, and I thought I picked a very, very good challenger, Randy Carver. Charles Mason, someone you're very familiar with in Limitless Wrestling. And it was more or less a Limitless Wrestling showcase match on this Beer House show. Well, uh, I have one question just this looming over this entire thing. You had the opportunity to choose anyone you wanted to go upset Daniel Garcia during the weekend of his life. And your boy, who's from Boca Raton, Florida, you did not even choose for this huge opportunity. You chose the root of no, all No, evil. no, 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 no. He, he had too many personal lessons booked up that day. Personal lessons? Yes. Mac is a personal trainer. You know this. And he uh, had too many booked. It was short notice. I did ask. Of course I asked. And he said, nah, I'm going to defeat Daniel Garcia in the middle of a limitless wrestling ring with the title on the line. I'm oh going to focus God. on my one-on-one client meetings, and I'm going to be okay in, in that regard. I said, you know what? You're right. That's, that's a very good point. Okay? So I called up Future. Charles Mason, who I was very—God forbid I be impressed with someone that I watch at one of our shows, Randy. Uh, because, no, I was impressed by Charles, too. I was just saying it was a surprising choice. Well, did you watch the match? Of course I did. I thought, for one, the in-ring action, it was a hell of a match. Excellent. I thought it was a match of the weekend, quite frankly. Now, I don't know what happened after the match. There was a power outage, and things went dark. (laughs) I remember. I believe, and, uh, you know, I believe I've seen this on Twitter, Facebook, uh, and I watched it live with my very eyes. I saw Daniel Garcia with you frantically flailing on the canvas, looking for your mother, looking for God, in a sharpshooter as he held up your quote-unquote permanent gold, or should I say Erica. I can't believe I'm referring to it as Erica now, but I'm doing it. What's her name? It's the Emmy. Well, first off, Charles Mason choked me out by surprise. Uh, I need to, I need to make that clear. <laughs> that, that he did. I need to make yes. that clear that I was not okay with that. And next time that I see Charles Mason at a Limitless show, he and I are gonna have a discussion. But he was frustrated. I will, I will give him. I, I did everything I could to help him succeed in that match. Everything. 
Yes. Everything. Okay. Uh, eventually, you got to hold your own. Hey. The match is available close. on IWTV on Tony Depp and yeah. Spearhouse. It was a hell of a match featuring two of Limitless Wrestling's best talent. But I told you Daniel Garcia was a swarmy little champion. And what do you know? Look what happened at Suffer No Fools. He stole one from Lee Moriarty. Told you so. Yeah, he absolutely did. Told you so, Randy. You know, hey. we haven't been having this podcast the past few weeks because I've been recovering. I had to send a search and rescue unit out for Erica after Daniel Garcia stole her. I was very distracted. And then I come back here with you. We're going to talk about Suffer No Fools. And all of a sudden you bring up my trauma. What kind of friend are you? I guess not a good one. I wasn't even on Suffer No Fools because I was dealing with all this stuff. I know. What the hell? Couldn't walk through the airport. It was very traumatic. Didn't want to see Daniel. I didn't need. Daniel Garcia and I are going to have a conversation at some point, too. And I want you I to be there. I do want to say, though, I do want to say, uh, I hate to, you know, keep throwing uh, your boy's name out here, but Daniel Garcia had uh, what a lot of people are calling the match of the weekend for the Limitless Wrestling Championship along with the C4 Championship, the first defense of the Limitless Wrestling Championship, and it was against Kevin Koo of Violence is Forever. Uh, Dave Meltzer was talking about it on the newsletter. Uh, just insane stuff from the two of them kevin Koo is someone that we got to get back up here for a limitless show sometime soon but both of those matches are available on iwtv to stream as you said garcia and mason available on tony deppin's beer house and this one was on family reunion part two i hate that he's so good because i do not like him but he is so good Ugh. He is so good, Randy, and he is still the Limitless Wrestling World Champion. I had a lot of people asking when I was in Tampa for WrestleMania week. We can talk about this to start off, and then we'll get into Suffer No Fools. A lot of people talking about WrestleMania week, they, they were asking, would Limitless ever run a show WrestleMania weekend? Um, I think it's certainly possible. We were actually, I don't think we've ever really talked about it, but uh, one of the early gcw collectives we were offered a spot but uh at that point for us it just wasn't financially feasible for what that was going to look like um and i i think it's like something that i'd love to do but it's not like something that's at the front of my mind especially right now um would it be a location it, thing if certainly i think it would have to be uh northeast wrestlemania um i mean that's that's just me talking right now obviously as things continue to grow our fan base continues to grow through youtube through iwtv um i think more locations could become possible i mean we've been looking at different locations inside new england alone before the pandemic but um i definitely think like a northeast wrestlemania would benefit us because i think that's where our our major outreach is new england the tri-state area and a little bit beyond that um but i mean hell it's if i was uh Hoping 10 years down the road, I would love to take it somewhere like a Tampa or like a California or a Texas in a different time. It will be very interesting. I had a lot of people come up to me over the weekend asking about Limitless and talking about Limitless. So the spheres of influence are there for sure within the independent wrestling scene. Lots of people are well aware of what Limitless Wrestling brings to the table. And that's exciting. Had a lot of people ask about uh, the main attraction, by the way. 
<laughs> Are you <clears throat> kidding? See, the first one I did believe, not to toot her own horn, but the second one, they, I, they're probably asking the same fucking question I did. Why didn't you choose him for the open challenge? I told you yeah. he was preoccupied. Priorities. And if, if, if the title had been on the line, I think he would have been able to make it happen, but oh, it wasn't. Okay. There were these right. conversations with the people from Beer House that just didn't work out. But it, it was a fun weekend in Tampa. Some responsible behavior, some not so responsible behavior. I did my best to be as responsible as I could. Uh, some talent, very responsible. Others, not so much. Um, <laughs> that's the nature of the beast, I guess. Um, so, yeah, and, and some fans, very much the same thing. I, I will say the caliber of wrestling was great as it typically is. I saw your boy Brandon Kirk just get his nose mutilated. Ugh. It was, he had a long weekend. He he wrestled a lot. Did yes, Brandon he Kirk. did. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was it was a good time. It was a good time despite what happened. So good. I'm glad to hear it. I don't know what happened entirely, but we can to talk about suffer no fools now, which went down on IWTV this past Friday. Another Limitless Wrestling pay-per-view in the books. And we're going to run it down because we did have a controversial finish to this one that has set us up for what is to come on May 7th at the games we play. Now, I want to make this clear right off the bat, Randy, because I mentioned this on social media earlier this week. The main attraction, Mac Daniels and I, and you can confirm this right now for the listening audience that didn't believe me, we were offered another pre-show spot on Suffer No Fools, which we politely declined. I believe you got that via snail mail from me. I made sure that it was ran out properly. Yes, I did. We politely declined, as we believe that the main attraction, Mac Daniel, should be on proper cards at this point. He has proven that he is a winner. We are 1-0 and together in Limitless Wrestling. And we will await our opportunity, and, and I look very much forward to showing up at the games we play. Yeah, um, I can confirm that, and I guess, I guess I just don't understand the outlook. I mean, you have an opportunity to get in front of so many eyes in a position that you actually set up one show ago at Double Vision to make this happen, to have it stream on IWTV, Facebook, mm -hmm. YouTube, <laughs> to have the eyes on it, and now... You guys don't want the position after one victory against Love Doug, who no shade to the real-life Cupid, but he's been on a bit of a slide recently, John. I don't know if you know, but I believe he's lost 13 straight matches on the road. Well, I believe, you talked, to, I believe you talked him up as... You talked him up as freaking Hulk Hogan on that show. I watched it back and heard how you spoke about Love Doug. Well, he's great. He's so, great. Uh, the thing is, though, is that he was... Very, very close to beating your boy. So maybe I wanted to put him in another position to really test him, to really see what he's got, and you guys declined. You want so, to do a rematch? I'm not saying a rematch. I'm saying another opponent for Mac Daniels. Yeah, it wasn't going to happen. The pre-show was great while we had it. We got to see him pose. We got to see him win. It was beautiful. But it's time for him to get the respect that he deserves and be on these main cards. And you offered us a pre-show spot. We weren't going to do it, Okay. So, All again, right. the games we play, May 7th, you're going to give us a match. I'll work with you on this, Randy. I'm willing to 
give and pull here, okay? I'm, I'm, I'm willing to talk. You're going to put us on that show. And if we're not, I promise you, Mac Daniels will make his presence felt. I promise you that. Oh, okay. And you know very well my track record of promises in Limitless is clean as a whistle. Literal horseshit. No. (laughs) You got squished by your own team. I want to know! I'll put a video together. Anyway, so instead on this pre-show, we got the competition against Waves in Curls. This is a big opportunity for Waves in Curls, Randy. Yeah, it absolutely was. And uh, one of the cool things is like a, a hidden note on this match that, you know, you wouldn't know because there's no one there. And we hadn't announced this match until the last minute, but... Waves and Curls were a last-minute addition to this show. Uh, it was originally Milk Chocolate that were going to be on this card. Uh, there was a death in the family, so unfortunately they could not make it last minute. And luckily Jalen and Trey uh, were available. They were down to come on very last-minute notice and also had negative COVID tests that week just in case. So everything just worked out well and uh waves and curls got this opportunity against the competition it's the first match we've seen back at jalen brandon in a tag team situation since the broken arm that kept him out of action for a number of months 2020 leading into this year so it's awesome to see him back and on a platform like this so quickly it's really a testament to the work that he's been putting in since getting cleared for competition and trayvon just keeps getting better and better every time man there's something to him I think we've talked about it before, and he really uh, got the chance to kind of stand out with his singles opportunities on season two of the road. Uh, now the team coming back together, and I feel like they're both stronger on the other side. And, of course, uh, a big opposition on this night with the competition, Champ Matthews, Connor Murphy, they're hitting on all cylinders right now. Two in a row for them. Yeah, and some big victories they've been locking in. We saw the one at Double Vision. Now they've got this pre-show victory uh, over Waves and Curls, but a hell of a match. Go out of your way to check this one out. Even if you don't have IWTV, this is up for free on YouTube. It's up for free on our Facebook page as well. I think these teams, uh, for you know, as long as they want to be, uh, a competition have been wishy-washy throughout the years on sticking with it, but they seem more focused now than they've ever been. So uh, I expect these two teams to be a part of the future of the Limitless Wrestling Tag Team Division. I was happy to have this match happen when it did because this is one that we've actually, you know, we've, we've talked about getting together for a number of months and just for some reason with the road, with uh, past shows, it never came to fruition. Obviously with the injury as well, that put a damper on things. But uh, I was happy this got to happen now and I think it's best that, it, you know, we waited on it and it happened now because uh, it was a really good match, a really good showing for both teams, and a much-needed victory to keep the momentum rolling for the competition. You know, our friend Sam Laterna, who I think Limitless Wrestling fans are going to become pretty familiar with soon, she posted on social media the other day asking for who the most attractive men and non-binary wrestlers in the independent scene were. And naturally, I responded with, you know who it is. Christ. And beneath it... Champ Matthews commented, very upset that I didn't mention him. Hey, Champ's a good-looking cat. He's always looking to catch some bodies, two, three, however it goes. Uh, he likes to party and likes to put himself out there. And it's it's a really fun dynamic with him and Connor Murphy, who is locked in, 
just, I mean, we saw it in the post-match promo. He's still wound up about the MSP loss on the road. He's still fixated on the one mess up, the one slip up. And uh, it's contrasting styles, but I think that they really mellow each other out, especially when they meet inside the ring and tag team competition. They hold it together, and it's a yin and a yang thing that really works really well for the competition. You know, I'm making some calls. I, I told everyone about this. I'm making some calls for the main attraction, Mac Daniels, people to look after him. The competition wouldn't be a bad uh, bad squad to have in his corner there. No. I mean, uh, I'm not sure how they would really mesh with you guys. I feel like that's a uh, little conflict of a dynamic there. But who knows? I mean, uh, the competition have been rolling right now. It would be smart for you to give them a call, in my opinion, to get your boy uh, you know, hooked up with some winners. Mm-mm. Travis Huckabee, huge win for him to open this main card, defeating Matt Mikowski. I wasn't really sure what to expect from this match. We saw a lot of Travis Huckabee on the road these past few months, kind of waiting for that big opportunity here on a Limitless Wrestling main card, and he certainly made the most of it. That he did. Um, This is a very fun one. This is tag team partners who have never collided before, training partners, guys who knew each other very well, so... Uh, You knew there was going to be some sort of feeling out process to it, but man, it got uh, heavy with the strikes early. Uh, Matt Mikowski, a really strong showing in his Limitless Wrestling debut, a former Bellator fighter, and you can see that. He implements that within his style. Very stiff striker. He threw Travis Huckabee around the ring numerous times, but as you're saying, I mean, Travis, I feel like for years we've just seen different stages of the Golden Grappler. We saw him very early in his wrestling career. He wrestled the Whisperer at the La Kermesse Festival in Biddeford, I think like four years ago. Then we saw Travis come to Limitless alongside the Colony. It was Team Chikara against the Mainstay Posse. We later saw him come in with the Hive along with Leary, Calix, Boomer, uh, Hermit Crab. And now we're seeing... Travis on his own right now and seemingly getting the job done. It is working out for him. Uh, we saw him earlier this season on the road to a very fun matchup with Masha Slamovich that's up for free on YouTube, but he just, it always felt like Travis never really found his footing. And I think now Travis is, he's really solidified who he is as a wrestler. I think he's so comfortable inside the ring right now. And just, he has so many different things in his repertoire. He's so tough to prepare for as a competitor in there. So, I was really impressed by both these guys. I heard a lot of great reviews on Matt Mikowski as well, which is, I mean, I have to, like, go by. I was thinking about this earlier today. There's no live audience to feel how people feel about someone new, you know? It, it, we lose that connection with the crowd right now because they're not there in person. Can I so, tell you, that was the weirdest thing for me at Beer House, having fans there. Yeah. And it was so strange because I was trying to gauge a reaction and it's been weird because we haven't been playing to fans in the traditional sense this last year. Right. Not, not really at all. I mean, you're, we've totally changed the dynamic of how limitless wrestling works. And now it's gauged to more of a product that's going to connect with solely the internet viewer or the television viewer or wherever you're watching limitless wrestling, because you know, we're, we're just getting to the point, as of a couple months ago, where we're having anybody in the crowd for a student show-like capacity. And that's that, at first, was only 40 people. So it's a very, we're, we're dipping our toes back in, and it's it's so exciting to even get back into that realm of wrestling. But um, 
as I was saying, like it's it, we look to kind of social media right now and the messages received or the tweets sent out or the Facebook statuses or whatever it is. Um, and a lot of people were kind of blown away by Matt Mikowski because I think especially a lot of our uh, local fans may not have known of Matt Mikowski because primarily uh, a lot of his stuff is more tri-state area based, more uh, Pennsylvania based. And, and not a ton in New England, except for a few appearances for Beyond Wrestling. So Matt Mikowski, I think, was a relative unknown. And, of course, the fans from, you know, IWTV who were tuning in, I think they were very excited for this one to see two former tag team partners or current, depending on where they're wrestling at, um, go to war. But Travis Huckabee coming out with a victory, a very fun matchup that I definitely recommend. I mean, if you're only watching a few matches from this, check it out. But uh, watch this whole show. Speaking of Beyond I ran into our friend Rich Palladino down in Tampa. Oh hell yeah! And it was I miss Rich. it was so nice to see him. It was so nice to see him. Dude is down like fifty pounds right now. He's looking great right and, now. I saw him on the on the uh, what was it the family reunion broadcast, and he's looking slim and trim. Yeah, I, I certainly miss having Rich around. He's not nothing against Ethan Scott, who's doing a very nice job, but. I, I, I certainly do miss having Rich around. He's just a good person to have in the locker room. A hundred percent. Once crowds are back, Rich will be back in the mix. Um, as will Kevin Quinn. Um, we ha- we haven't had our full crew at a full capacity because of the pandemic, uh, especially when we had our restrictions were at, uh, I think it was at once like 40 people in the building, maybe 50. Um, it, it's been changed numerous times. So we've been kind of flying by the seat of our pants with, uh, what that ends up being and what the venue tells us that we can have there. So um, once once things get kind of in motion once again, it'll be nice to really get the full extent of the Limitless crew back in motion because I feel like we've tightened a lot of things up in the meantime, and I think it's going to be a really smooth sailing operation. Well, it gave other people chances, you know. Great, great chance for 100%. a guy like Ethan Scott, who even got a match out of it on the road at one point. So. That he did, and I, like I think of – uh, referee Nate Speckman in a uh, position like this as well, because he's someone who actually moved to Maine during the pandemic and then became a part of our crew. And now uh, I wouldn't think of a show without him. He's just worked his way into a position where uh, he's definitely on our ref crew moving forward. And it's nice oh, to have that might have to be reevaluated after the main event of the show. Wow. We'll okay. talk about okay. it. I, I was shocked Greenleaf was not the ref for that. That was beyond <laughs> me. So You were just ready to put the heat on. I, was, I had the tweet ready to go. I was like, are you kidding me? Greenleaf screwed up again. Then I realized, oh, wait a minute. That wasn't Greenleaf. I couldn't <laughs> believe it. I had, to, I had to restrain myself. But anyway, uh, yeah. So looking forward to seeing Rich back. Uh, the Sea Stars defeated the Scrunchy Squad. Let's talk about this one. So in Tampa, Erica and I ran into Becca and... You had seen on the road, we didn't get to talk about this, on the road, she tried to recruit Erica and I to the Scrunchy Squad. And then she actually, in person, full-on recruited Erica. And I I was watching from afar. I just, something didn't seem right about that. Do you think that she was trying to use you from the start to get to Erica? I mean, who wouldn't want to do that? I understand. I get it. Have you seen Erica? She's beautiful. And she put the scrunchie on. I warned Erica. I said, you're going to have to wash your hair after that. But she put it on. Did it, did it look like she fit? It was, uh, you know, some might say appealing. Some might say weird. But 
um, it was scrunchified for sure. Well, instead, Davey answers the call, and Becca and Davian fall to the Sea Stars here. Some revenge for Ashley Vox on Becca. Yeah, and I like uh, looking at this tag match. I was honestly pretty blown away with how well Becca and Davian worked as a unit. They were a well-oiled machine in there. They really had the Sea Stars reeling on numerous occasions. I think uh, it's got to be a testament to you know these two are products of the New England Pro Wrestling Academy in North Andover. Uh, of course, uh, Davian is like she she really watches over like any. New England female wrestlers on the come up and really, you know, just looks out for them throughout all their careers. So, you know, it's, it's, uh, she's kind of like, I don't know the way to put it, but she's just a stalwart here in New England for especially the, the women who are coming up and, uh, leads them the right way and, and shows them the right things and the right places to be. And, uh, she's vouched for a lot of people who you've seen come into limitless wrestling from Nepois in general. And uh, I think it speaks for probably the training that they've had together there. Uh, obviously, the respect that Davey has for her after their match, the Vacation Land Cup, which uh, we were losing our minds for that, John. That was an excellent contest yes. back in December. Very and, good. And Becca has grown leaps and bounds since then, and I think Davey definitely sees that. But uh, unfortunately for them, you know, it's very tough to – start your tag team run or your tag team endeavor, uh, whatever it may be. Maybe it was a one-off, but it's very tough to start that with a team like the Sea Stars, who have been just getting so much experience on huge levels in, in wrestling right now, from AEW to Impact Wrestling to now really uh, Ashley Vox tying herself to the tag team division. We heard it after the match. She wants to do this with Delmi XO and really be a crucial part of the building tag team division as the rumors swirl about titles coming in. So uh, I think they want to be a building block here. And to do that, you have to have victories. You have to be successful. And that's exactly what they did here. Do you see the scrunchy squad moving forward as a unit? They're so talented. They, they really can do whatever they wanted. So if they, if they did want to find themselves in more tag team situations. I don't see why they couldn't work themselves into being a very successful team and kind of work out the kinks. So it was really, uh, really just one mistake. I mean, it was one misplacement. Davian was on the outside. Uh, after the Davian, you life, Becca into the cover. Delmi breaks up the pin. If Davy's in the ring right there and sees Delmi, it's probably over. And I think the scrunchy squad defeat the sea stars. Well, um, so it's, Maybe it's, it's really maybe this is a little bit of a slide that Davy's on. Uh, I mean, a slide. Maybe, She's been so successful. Maybe Davian has to focus a little bit. Maybe Ava Everett got a little too into her head. Well, I mean, <laughs> Ava Everett did drive the back of her head into the steel at Double Vision. Um, I mean, it's. Uh, it's a tough like month or so for Davian for sure. It's got to be frustrating because first of all, you're intertwined in this situation with Ava Everett that is seemingly never ending. Ava gives her the matchup, jumps Davian. Uh, it's not a fair fight from the start. It doesn't matter what you say. Ava Everett walks out victorious. Davian, you know, crushed, pissed off, uh, but looking to get her revenge on Ava Everett. And now, uh, you know, doing a good thing, a good deed, helping out uh, a fellow wrestler from your school, someone that you like, yeah, and someone that has your respect, and you lose. And so, that's tough. I don't know. I mean, 
I tweeted about this, and you seem to not take kindly to it because you're a jerk. But I just I shot my shot, Randy, with Davey. I said, hey, if you need anything, you want to talk, good talk. Yeah, I'm sure a lot of people in wrestling shoot their shot with Davey, John. I'm sure you're not the first. Um, but I don't think that Davey needs your guidance whatsoever. She's done great to get to this point. Uh, she's really with impressive performances on the road. Uh, stemming back to Pandemic at the Dojo, that match with Anthony Green for the Limitless Wrestling World Championship, she's proven that she belongs here in Limitless Wrestling. She's uh, going to be here in Limitless Wrestling in the future, and uh, I don't think it's going to be beside John Alba. I really don't. I, I don't see that being a fit moving Listen. forward for Davey. She's done it herself up to this point, and uh, two matches – that come out with a loss, one of which being a tag team match and a miscommunication. I don't think you can call that a skid. She's great, but she's also not one and oh. So. All right, buddy. Tyree Taylor defeated TJ Crawford. So Tyree Taylor, new attitude we're seeing from him, much more serious. And he's a beast. He is an absolute beast. Despite my past transgressions with him, there's no denying it. He is a guy right now that could go out there and, and take it to just about anybody. And T.J. Crawford stood up to the challenge. T.J. Crawford, somebody that I hung out with in Tampa a little bit, he's, he's really he had a great weekend. I'm not sure how much you were watching what he was doing, uh, but he had a great weekend in Tampa. And a good showing for him here, but Tyree Taylor comes out on top. Yeah, Tyree is like a one-man wrecking crew right now. Um, absolutely demolishing the competition since the loss to Big Beef. We saw that change in attitude, the change in demeanor, and it's really just no bullshit now with Tyree. He's not taking risks that won't pay off. It's very calculated. It's very uh, hard-hitting shots per usual with Tyree, but uh, he's not missing anymore. You know, He's not taking those moments where he takes too long or – maybe looks to the crowd, feeds off the crowd for a moment. There's just there's no bullshit with Tyree right now, and it's paying off for him. It's his fourth straight victory right now. He's on a run. I mean, defeating B.A. Tatum, Dylan Nix, Bobby Orlando, and now T.J. Crawford, who really put up a hell of a fight here. I was very impressed with T.J. I have been in general lately. Uh, his performances on the road straight up in Season 3 got him this opportunity on the show against Tyree. And uh, a lot of people talking about this match as well. Hell of a showing from both guys. Tyree walking out victorious, but I definitely think you're going to see more TJ Crawford in Limitless Wrestling moving forward. I want to see what he's got. I tweeted this immediately in the aftermath of the WWE releases this past week. I want to see Samoa Joe get that indie run again at one point, and I want to see him and Tyree Taylor lock up. That would be something. Any of that the names? Would be some big boys slapping some meat right there. Any of the names that were released that you would, I'm, I'm sure you'd say any of them, but any in particular that you would love to see show up on a Limitless show? I mean, a lot of them. Uh, I'm, I'm a huge Chelsea Green fan. I, I knew you were going to say Chelsea Green. <laughs> I knew you were going to say Chelsea Green. Huge. I think she's like just uh, an exceptional attitude for wrestling. Um, I listened to some of her interview with your boy, Sean Ross. Mm -hmm. Very good. And, uh, Very good. I was blown away just at how uh, how positive you can be after something like that. Um, seemingly the dedication that she had for being there, even while hurt, uh, even while having a lot of like, like uh, call-ups or pushes being you know tossed around, and I'm sure that's the nature of the beast there. But um, 
I just have liked her work for a long time. I'd love to get her in Limitless. I think there's a lot of potential fun matchups she could have. Uh, Samoa Joe, obviously. I mean, what the fuck? Like, uh, if he was ever doing an indie run, uh, I mean, you got to see him wrestle there, H. Romero. Someday, there were, so. there, of course you do. There were two people in particular that were cut that I, I said to myself, man, Randy would love to get on them outside of Green and, and Joe. Uh, one was Kalisto, who I could see you just having a ball booking uh, for a yeah. big time main event. Um, and another, Wesley Blake. I always thought Wesley Blake was one of the really underappreciated guys in NXT. I thought he and Murphy were an awesome tag team. And I, I believe it was Dax Harwood put him over on social media as like one of the most talented guys he's ever been in the ring with. I could see him just tearing it up in a Limitless show. I think so, too. I'm excited to see what the next step is for a lot of these folks because it's always... Uh, you know, it's it's heartbreaking to an extent because you're watching these people unfortunately lose a dream job, you know, in, in the biggest uh, company in the industry. But, uh, you know, it's there's a fun point of it in terms of when people start their new beginnings. Yeah, you know well, and there's I mean? more options than ever now, and that's a good thing. Yeah, and especially where independent wrestling in, in most places is having a small comeback. Uh, there are opportunities to work. There's opportunities to make money on the internet now as well with like pro wrestling tees or uh, wherever you're selling merchandise. So um, I'm, I'm very hopeful and very excited to see what everybody does next. You know, it, there was a time where you were released from WWE. You would try to do an indie run. You'd be lucky if you were making maybe a hundred bucks a show, if that. Now that has changed so much with what has happened with indie wrestling. And hopefully once the indie wrestling scene gets cooking again, the opportunities are just going to be incredible out there, especially as you just said, with how internet streaming has kind of changed the indie game for, for the better. Right. So we'll see. I would love to see a lot of those people show up. Um, I love this match. I'd love to see it again. Kevin Blackwood defeated Robert Martyr. I was very impressed with Robert Martyr leading up to this show. His promo I thought was fantastic. And then I thought he had a great showing here, but Kevin Blackwood, now we're starting to see the the fruits of those labors paying off for him. Training hard with Daniel Garcia up in Buffalo gets that W here. Yeah, Kevin Blackwood uh, in exceptional shape right now, exceptional conditioning, and just locked in, zoned in, ready to go immediately. And I think was a little surprised by Robert Martin, who really brought the fight to Kevin. I was blown away by Robert, as you were. Um, I, I think we're witnessing uh, a future star right before our eyes, and uh I really don't say that very often. I, but you said Robert it about Martin, Daniel Garcia. Yeah, he reminds me a lot of Daniel Garcia. He's a scrappy young individual who just is very dedicated at a young age, and just I'm always, I'm always all in on people who are dedicated to this. Who really, uh, it's a day in day out thing that they want to do for you know the rest of their lives or as long as they can, and and be involved with it. And I'm, I'm really. Uh, I'm really into what Robert Martyr represents, what he presents to the Limitless audience. And I think uh, there was a lot of people, uh, just like Mikowski, who were very impressed with Martyr in his debut, longtime viewers who were kind of blown away by this dude. And a lot of people saying they're excited to see him in person. And if they did see him in person, they would have gotten to see him stomped through the center of the ring. Kevin Blackwood with a vicious double stop off the top rope, taking it home with a victory. Uh, decisive victory at the end for Kevin Blackwood after a fight from Robert Martyr, but uh, Kevin's just zoned in right now. And as you said, there's 
there's not a lot that can touch Kevin right now, seemingly, after he got back on the right track. Uh, training with Daniel Garcia, Grapplers Anonymous, certainly paying off. And uh, we'll talk about it later, but it was a Buffalo clean sweep once again at Suffer No Fools. Ava Everett defeated Ricky Archer. Ava Everett herself right now, pretty darn untouchable. Yeah, I uh, uh, right off the rip, I think this is one of my favorite uh, intergender matches we've ever had. 100%. Yeah. I, I was so blown away watching this one. Uh, and I knew it'd be good. I just I knew it'd be very good. And someone like tweeted that, and, and I I had to think about it for a second and think back to the ones that we've had, and just an exceptional match from Ricky Archer and Ava Everett. Uh, Ava's on a roll right now. She's kind of untouchable, as you said. Uh, the Ava Everett Open Challenge really paying off for her. Uh, I mean, making quick work of Little Mean Kathleen, attacking Jesse Nolan, but then leading to this matchup with Ricky Archer, where she got the win once again. Uh, Ricky Archer, another guy who, much like Robert Martyr, uh, very young in age, uh, inexperienced in the amount of years that he's been in, but just shows a level of experience with being so young. It's very surprising and uh, encouraging to see. Ricky Archer, I think uh, I really want to toss some interesting things at him this year and see how he adapts to it because uh, I, I remember back to the Ace Romero match from the road. Ricky Archer just had like uh, blew me away because I really didn't know who he was up to that point. I didn't know what he brought to the table. And he went 15 minutes or so with Ace Romero in a brutal contest and just was really hanging in with every shot. So uh, I was excited to see him on a platform like this with Ava. He came up short, but uh, I'm excited to do more with him as the year rolls on. It's kind of crazy that once fans start to get back into the fold here, it's going to be pretty much a not a whole, but a half new cast of characters from the last time they saw a Limitless Wrestling show in person. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, uh, I'm looking at the card right now for everything that we've talked about. Really, the only people who are consistently on shows... Uh, at the time that, you know, the pandemic kicked in were Ashley Vox and Kevin Blackwood up to this point. Ava Everett was there as well. Um, she just wasn't wrestling on the show. She was more uh, in Anthony Green's corner. And then, of course, as we'll talk about it, J.D. Drake, Rip Bison had just made his debut and Daniel Garcia, of course. But a lot of new people making their way into Limitless Wrestling. That's kind of the beauty of what the road has really represented is it's given people like a TJ Crawford, a Tyree Taylor, waves and curls, Becca. Ricky Archer, a Becca, um, Davian, Delmi XO, Travis Huckabee, all those people. It's given them the platform to kind of build themselves in limitless wrestling and then make their way to these main cards. So uh, that, that I'm very grateful for the road in that sense where uh, it's really built the roster that we're going to move forward with in 2021. Let's talk about Drake and Bison. Just <laughs> Randy always has to make sure that he fills his quota on each card where you just have one hoss fight every show. This checked off that box. And uh, admirable effort from Rip Bison, who he and I don't exactly see eye to eye. But uh, the blue-collar badass, J.D. Drake, this was a big night for him. And he picks up a thunderous victory here over the Ripper. Yeah, I would say so. Um, a fight that spilled out to the floor. I think we knew it would. Uh, a hard-hitting affair. And really, like, uh, this was such a fun show to throw tests at people and see how they uh, 
adapted to those. I mean, we saw it with Robert Martyr got thrown into the match with Kevin Blackwood, Ricky Archer, as we were talking about with Ava Everett, and Rip Bison, who, um, you know, just over a year ago made his limitless debut against Warhorse. And to see the metamorphosis of Rip Bison over the past year, how much he's grown, the matches that he's had to lead him up to this point, it's really been incredible. But uh, unfortunately for him on this night was no match for the blue-collar badass who, as we heard in an emotional post-match promo, a really raw, um, a really raw promo there from J.D. Drake, who was just really spilling his emotions and just letting it all out. And I was blown away by that. I mean, a very heartfelt, very true. J.D. Drake's had so many doors slammed in his face. He's told that uh, his physique won't sell, his knee's bad, uh, all the bullshit. And yet, he's still here. And is still one of the best wrestlers, in my opinion, one of the best wrestlers in the world. I think J.D. Drake is absolutely incredible. And uh, he got the victory on this night, defeating Rip Bison, and made quite a statement that he was going to be watching that main event closely. Uh, and uh, we obviously knew that his sights were set on some championship gold here in Limitless Wrestling. He's been pretty great on Dynamite and Dark. Have you been paying attention to that? I have been. Of course I have. I've watched everything so far. So it's been... That is really cool to see him on a platform like that. I was blown away that he got that matchup with Darby too, mm-hmm. and uh, just just really cool shit, man. Is it I just the world for as someone who really focused on emphasizing Darby in the Northeast? Is it just so cool to see him just being catapulted into superstardom? Absolutely. I mean, it's uh, it's cool on any level when we have people come through Limitless Wrestling, especially someone who spends a considerable amount of time. It's awesome to see, and, and such an authentic Darby Allen. It's not like... Uh, it's not a know, gimmick. It's, it's not a character. I mean, that's, that not, is him. Yeah. They didn't have to change his name to, you know, Coat Rack, Coffin Drop, or whatever. <laughs> and uh, he can just be Darby Allen. Like, that's the cool thing about um, some of the stuff that's being presented right now is that uh, some of these guys can get signed to big contracts to... Um, change their way of life and to have a uh, real job at this by being the purest versions of themselves that they were on the independence and build off that. And you might just get to tag team with Sting, too. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe. How excited are you to watch MJF get his ass kicked in blood and guts? Oh, I'm wicked excited (laughs) for that. That'll be fun. I'm sure you're all about the pinnacle tag team stable, though. I feel like that, that... is comprised of, like, a a really strong set of guys for you. I mean, several limitless talent, Sean Spears, MJF, obviously. Uh, I feel like I would have loved to have seen a guy like Wardlow go at it with, like, the Ripper. I feel like that would have been a ton of fun. (laughs) That would be a lot of fun. so, mm, good stuff there. All right, setting us up for our main event. Now, I had promised that this was going to be one of the top indie matches of the year. I think it's certainly delivered. I wish that your, quote, fighting champion didn't have to resort to the measures in which he did to retain and then lie about it after getting caught. But Daniel Garcia defeats Lee Moriarty to retain the Limitless Wrestling Championship in a submission match. Afterwards, J.D. Drake runs down Daniel Garcia for, for trying to sneak away with one Daniel had tapped. Referee Nate Speckman didn't see it. And therefore, he was able to continue and tap out Lee Moriarty. J.D. Drake versus Daniel Garcia is now set 
for the Limitless Wrestling World Championship May 7th at the games we play. A lot to digest there. First off, let's talk about the match. Uh, did this live up to the expectations for you? I think so, absolutely. And uh, I think that was the common consensus from those who watched the event as well. Uh, a lot of people tuned in for this thing. And Daniel Garcia on a different level right now. He's, uh, you know, from WrestleMania weekend, looking back at him winning the championship against Christian Casanova. This dude just is built different, as he said. And uh, figuring out ways by hook or by crook to leave with the Limitless Wrestling World Championship, which is what he's there to do. And uh, it was just a very interesting predicament he found himself in. You know, Garcia knew where the referee was placed. He knew where everyone was in that ring. He was able to tap on the outside of the knee of Lee Moriarty. Referee was blinded to that by, of course, Lee Moriarty's legs, his knees. And Lee Moriarty, obviously, thinking he won the match, released the hold, was wound up that he just became Limitless Wrestling World Champion, was wound up that he got his win back on Daniel Garcia. And then referee Nate Speckman, obviously, has to explain to Lee Moriarty, who's looking for his hand to be raised, that that's that's not what happened. Daniel Garcia is waiting in the wings, takes him down. And, uh, yeah, it's an, it's an unfortunate ending, but Daniel Garcia, I'm surprised that uh, you're put off by it because I feel like this would be a John Alba tactic. I feel like this would be right up your alley of, uh, of some way to win. No, you're just being new, a hypocrite but... right now because you're saying, oh, we had a great champion, had to do it by hook or by a crook. I try to do stuff like this. You're all over me. And all of a sudden, because Daniel Garcia is your champion, all of a sudden it doesn't matter. I mean, come on. No, I'm not saying it doesn't matter. I'm That's your championship, I'm Randy. Your championship is sullied. I'm surprised that you're so against it when this is something that you would pull. I'm just calling a spade a spade here. Lee Moriarty, hey, I, Lee Moriarty should be the Limitless Wrestling World Champion right now. I'm not disagreeing with you, but what I say does not go, John. It's the referee's call. So how are you going to make this right? Referee Nate Speckman was, how do I make it right? I think J.D. Drake tried to put it into his own hands to make it right. You heard him. He said, you tapped out. He called him out in front of everybody right there before Daniel Garcia went to the back. And then we had quite an altercation. All hell broke loose at the end of this thing. With J.D. Drake putting his hands on Kevin yeah. Blackwood, the very man that he defeated to move on in the Vacationland Cup in December, it was a mess. Yeah, I was disappointed that Greenleaf didn't get chopped in the midst of all that. I was kind of hoping that he was, was out happen. there ripping people yeah, apart. But I, I was, but I was hoping he was going to get chopped, and that didn't happen. I know you were. So, yeah, well, that should be a hell of a main event. As you said, two of the best pro wrestlers in the world are going to main event the games we play. And that is coming to you Friday, May 7th at 8 o'clock on IWTV. Yes. So uh, we did announce a 7 p.m. start originally, but we are pushing it to 8 p.m. Uh, to be uh, a little more uh, welcoming to other time zones who are trying to tune in because we did have a lot of people who were tuning in around the 8 to 9 p.m. hour as we were uh, going through Suffer No Fools. So to maybe get some more people in off the start of the program, uh, we are pushing it to 8 p.m on IWTV. And the shows are pretty concise. They're really only going about two hours or so. So they're very yeah. easy watches. I think this one was, uh, I think it was two hours and 19 minutes as a total. So um, you're always going to be looking in like the two hour to at the most, probably two and a half hour mark. Sometimes limitless shows pre pandemic were marathons. <laughs> so, that they were. So, so these are nice, easy watches uh, to kind of get you through uh, for sure. 
That is coming to you May 7th at 8 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. We know that we've got our main event set. Lee Moriarty also announced for this. What are you going to do for him here, Randy? How, how are you going to, is, is he going to get to choose his opponent? How are we going to make things right here for Lee? Well, I mean, it's very tough because, I mean, Lee is 0-2 in Limitless Wrestling, two losses to Daniel Garcia. However, uh, that's one of the top wrestlers on the independent wrestling scene. It's the independent wrestling champion. So there's a lot of people barking up Lee Moriarty's tree. So uh, I, I, I think it would be right to actually put it into Lee's hands to let him choose an opponent. I've already seen a couple people, as soon as the announcement came out, barking at Lee Moriarty on Twitter looking for a matchup. So uh, we'll be playing this one by ear, but Lee Moriarty, uh, I think, will definitely be wrestling a top contender on the independent scene, and hell, maybe it's for the championship. Who knows? The independent wrestling championship, that is. Of course. Yes. I mean, he's not the Limitless Wrestling Champion, yes. John. He should be, but whatever. Uh, and then the return of Ken Broadway, who had a very impressive showing at Double Vision. That he did. Uh, I was blown away by Ken Broadway and his return match to Limitless Wrestling after five years away, so... Uh, I knew we had to get him back as soon as we could. So cash flow, fresh off an appearance for AEW Dark against Matt Hardy, uh, is returning to Limitless Wrestling at the games we play on May 7th. Special thank you to all the sponsors who helped make this last show possible. Any ones you want to shout out, Randy? Yeah, of course. Uh, we had a lot of them for this show. And, of course, the sponsors in the time where we can't have fans, where – uh, ticket sales aren't a thing. They really keep these tapings going. So uh, I want to shout out all of them. The Grind Bin Podcast, Warmaster Media, the 73 Dream Studios Variety Show, Trivia Night by Alex, Zeke Dane, the VSW Podcast, Matt Buckaloo, Nathan Gower, and Chelsea Kramer. Thank you, everyone, for supporting. And, of course, uh, we're going to open that back up as well for the games we play uh, if you'd like to sponsor a match, if you'd like to sponsor a wrestler, we just opened up sponsorships as of recording. So uh, you can email limitlesswrestling at yahoo.com, put sponsorship in the description, or DM us on any social media platform, and we'll get back to you. A great job by the Limitless Wrestling production crew for Suffer No Fools, Harry Aaron and company. They ended up getting subtitles for a lot of the promos, which I thought was great. Yeah, definitely a change in pace from something that we've ever done, but uh, that was a Harry Aaron call and a good one. Um, I, I really uh, think we got a lot of uh, positive remarks on that, and especially from people. I didn't realize just how much that would help out and uh, how much it would be appreciated. It's just obviously it's not something that you always think of when it's not an issue for you. So um, I was happy to have that brought to my attention, and I'm happy to implement it with Limitless Wrestling moving forward. And we got The Road Episode 9 coming to you this week. MSP versus The Prestige. I got my eyes closed on that one. That should be a good one. Uh, Paris Van Dale versus Delmi XO. And then, first time ever, Bed of Love Tables match. What the hell that means, I couldn't tell you. But it's Love Doug versus Ava Everett. Hell yeah, it is. Did you, uh, did you happen to get your heart on last week? You trying to get me to say something on there that's going to get me in trouble? No, I mean it. Did you get your heart on last week? No, I didn't, Randy. I didn't. Well, uh, I don't like Love catch Doug. It on YouTube. I don't like Love Doug at all. Why? Are you kidding me right now? He was very polite to you guys. What? 
He tried to throw. He tried stuff. to throw petals of roses that came out of his crotch in my face. And that's a real sentence that just came out of my mouth. It is. Anyway, go on. Go ahead. Put him over. Yeah. So uh, uh, the new talk show segment, "Get Your Heart On with Love Doug." Uh, it's on YouTube. It's on IWTV on episode eight. He talked with Ava Everett. Asked about the change of heart, asked about the attack on Davey N, and uh, it didn't really sit well with Ava. And, of course, the whole time, Love Doug petitioning for a date, not going to happen. And eventually, uh, I think it dawned on Ava Everett that maybe uh, she could take out her frustrations on Doug. So she not only let him accept the open challenge, she let him choose the stipulation. So we're about to see our first ever a Love Doug special bed of love tables match on the road this Wednesday. Can you imagine if this freak wins his first match by putting Ava Everett through a table? I'm for it. God mighty. What have we become here at Limitless Wrestling? Uh, well, that's another edition of the Limitless Wrestling Podcast in the books. Anything else you want to add here, Randy? No, that's it for me. Um, of course, if you did not see Suffer No Fools, if you want to watch this show... You can head to IWTV.live. You can make an account, sign up using promo code LIMITLESS, and get started. There's 70 events from Limitless Wrestling that are on there right now. Tons of other promotions as well, but you can watch Suffer No Fools in full on Roku, Fire Stick. Uh, You can download the IWTV app. You can really access this anywhere. So uh, that's another thing, too. If you ever have any problems accessing any Limitless Wrestling content, if you want uh, instructions or information about it, you can always hit up our social medias and we'd be happy to assist. But IWTV sign up promo code limitless. You can watch Suffer No Fools in full, plus a ton of other shows, including The Road, every Wednesday at 7 p.m. We'll see you guys next time.